Morning, everyone. We're here for public forum. Public forum is an opportunity for the public to get up and speak about anything they'd like to discuss. Commissioner Calkins. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, unfortunately, I can't support uh, Dr. Alex Lesky. All right. <laughs> There's a little bit of backstory going on here. We'll come back to this clip in just a second. Although I know he does stumbles over the word. It's Oleski, O-L-E-S-K-E. It's exactly what it looks like. She is the medical examiner for District 1, which is Santa Rosa, Okaloosa, Walton, and, of course, Escambia County. And the question had come up in the Santa Rosa County Commission meeting. The Apparently, the medical examiner's board, um, on which Bob Johnson actually sits, um, they had asked for input from the counties, the four counties, to, you know, what do you think about the medical examiners being reappointed? And I think there's some kind of weirdness about whether Deanna Oleski has actually been officially appointed by DeSantis or not. She's been hired, okay, by the counties, but and, you know, she certainly is the medical examiner, but there's some question about that. We'll get to that in a second. But Sam Parker, who led this off as the chairman, had said, okay, this, and, and it's kind of a, I don't know, it's more like a evaluate your teachers kind of thing. It's it's not clear that it has much weight, but the, again, the medical examiner's board is kind of asking counties to weigh in on this, uh, and they do this periodically, apparently. And so anyway, Sam Parker says. Uh, so I did talk with our current sheriff, Bob Johnson, on Friday. We had a, we had a good discussion about this. He advised me because I told him obviously the board would be talking on this and and that was the biggest thing I'd look at he advised me that they had a they were having a good working relationship with Dr. Oleski he told me he had no problems uh, with us supporting her uh, reappointment to stay as our current medical examiner and so I told him that I would share that with the board and there you go. And, uh, you know, he says, look, it's important for law enforcement. Uh, the sheriff's on. I'm good. I'll be supporting uh, her staying as medical examiner based on his recommendation because uh, y'all have heard me say before, and I know Commissioner Wright has been intimately familiar with it, and I'm sure Commissioner Eddington because it's basically the same in Tennessee as it was here uh, through our time at the sheriff's office. The medical examiner uh, a huge arm of that is just to support our law enforcement That's and right. our judicial process. So uh, based on the sheriff's recommendation, I'll be supporting it. But I wanted to let you all know that's what he said. And uh, so he has no problem with the board supporting it. The medical examiner, in case you're not familiar with the position, think Quincy back in the day if you're old enough to remember that. But the medical examiner would be the person or the team, basically, that goes and investigates all the deaths. And finds out whether they're from natural causes or from a heart attack or from a car crash or from being poisoned or from a drug overdose or from the knife that's sticking out of their back. Right. I mean, things all the things that they investigate uh, very particularly when it comes to murders, homicides. Right. That's one of the things that, you know, is a major task of the medical examiner's office. And, uh, you know, we've done a lot with the medical examiner recently. And, uh, you know, she's fabulous. Her team is fabulous. They're great. All right. Back to James Calkins. So the sheriff is on board. Sam Parker is on board. Everything seems to be going swimmingly. But James Calkins. Commissioner Calkins. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, unfortunately, I can't support uh, Dr. Alex Lesky. Uh, and I don't want to make any further comments on that. Okay, so he's not going to explain his vote 
or is he? Because when you say you're not going to make any comments and then you keep talking. <laughs> I don't want to make any further comments on that. Here I go, though. Uh, and uh, but I, I can't I can't put my name on this. Uh, there has been major problems in Escambia County and, you know, with, you know, uh, issues with, I mean, the commissioners there and just uh, I just I will respect everybody's decision. I respect our sheriff and his opinion. But me personally, I cannot vote to support or recommend her. So that's it. So if you take this at face value, which I do not because I know more, if you take this at face value, he's worried about those little guys in Escambia County that they can't take care of themselves and can't make their own minds up for themselves. we got to protect those guys in Escambia County from them making the poor guys in Escambia County. Right? I mean, it's kind of a paternalistic argument. Like, I don't know, man. These is, Of course, the question would naturally be, well, what did Escambia do with this question? Right? What did Escambia County do when the question came up? Well, Escambia County punted, um, and in case, again, you don't know the backstory here, there is actually a lot of backstory drama. Um, Deanna Oleski and her team came to the Escambia County Commission a couple of years ago. Uh, actually, maybe a year ago. Two No, I'm going to think, think a year and a half ago. And said, hey, the facility in Sacred Heart is terrible. You need to get us a new facility. You've been delaying on this for forever and ever and ever. Stephen Berry was the uh, chairman of the, of the committee at the time, of the commission. He didn't like that. So six months, seven months later, eight months later, he has this meeting at the barbecue joint with a couple of the funeral directors who he says, hey, write me a letter about how much you hate the medical uh, director and all the things that she does wrong. So they did write letters to him at the county commission, not to the commission, not to the medical examiner's commission, but to him personally. It's amazing. And then those somehow wound up in the hands of Jeff Bergash, who published them on his blog, to my opinion, defamed Deanna Oleski, the medical examiner, with all these lurid stories about how they do everything wrong. As, again, my read, political retaliation for them making him look bad at the county commission meeting. Okay? So that's the that's the drama that James... Of course, now Deanna Oleski is suing uh, the funeral directors who did not recant their story. One of them did. Two of them did not. Uh, and, you know, and suing them for defamation. Right? And then there's this whole business about funding the medical examiner's facility, which was all hung up in all of this. And finally, Escambia County, they got a deal broker, basically. Uh, Commissioner Bender worked out a deal and managed to get the three votes necessary, you know, to, to pull on board, and they finally got that done. So, okay, so all that's the backdrop. What did Escambia County do when this issue came up there? I'll tell you in just a second. Jake has traffic on the fives. All right, we're still looking great around our roadways this morning. Uh, not seeing any major accidents reported by FHP. No uh, major slowdowns on our traffic maps. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. We're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. Highway 90 is clear through Milton and Pace. Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway. And Summit Boulevard also not showing any accidents. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to the, uh, <laughs> the medical examiner's office, which seems like never can quite get out of the morass with these county commissioners, at least some of them. Okay, so Allison Rogers, she's a county attorney. She brings up this, okay concept of voting to reaffirm the appointment of Deanna Oleski for the medical examiner's office in Escambia County at the County Commission agenda review back on the 9th. It's been a while since we've seen one of these, but it used to be fairly standard. The 
Appointments for these medical examiner district positions are typically three-year appointments. Has, she, has the medical examiner actually been appointed? I actually do not believe that the governor has finalized the appointment. I believe she's been serving in an interim capacity for quite some time. It actually sounds as though, according to Mr. Schiebler, that the vast majority of medical examiners throughout the state okay. are still I'm in the state of interim. I'm not especially interested in taking action on this then. Yeah, me, yeah, Let's me allow either. They, someone they else to asking, take some action. Well, they, I understand. You know. they can, many, yeah. people ask for, many people ask for many things. That doesn't mean we <laughs> right. have to take action. I'm not necessarily interested in taking action. That's the voice of Stephen Berry, District 5 Commissioner of Scambia County, says, I just don't want to act on this. I don't do anything about this we don't know if she's appointed officially reappointed uh people ask a lot of things of us i mean it is the medical examiner's board one of the key you know law enforcement oversight agencies in the entire state but whatever you know a lot of people ask for things all the time uh so jeff bergosh is the one who chimed in and said me either i'm not interested we negotiated a good deal in terms of this cost split uh but i will say the costs of that department have skyrocketed skyrocketed through the roof and I don't hear any discussion about that. Skyrocketing through the roof. Man, mixing your metaphors. But sure, okay, it's maybe it's true. But, of course, the costs of everything have skyrocketed, skyrocketed through the roof. From a process standpoint, if this is a gubernatorial appointment, why does this board have to discuss it? Who, whose idea was it to put this on the agenda and why? So historically, historically, that is what has happened. We have a pulled the last, this has happened a couple times before, mm -hmm. the FDLE Medical Examiner Commission, as part of its procedural obligations, does reach out, I believe, to all of what they consider to be the users of the medical examiner services, which is typically like the sheriff, the state attorney's office, <coughs> the board of county commissioners of e each of the boards throughout the district of the relevant medical examiner and asks for feedback. Yeah. We are the client, right? The counties are the clients that pay the salaries and pay the, you know, fund the medical examiner's office, District 1. And so naturally it makes sense to ask them and law enforcement and the state attorney, you know, what do you think about the service? How are they doing? I mean, this is the least difficult thing to explain in all of history, uh, but they're kind of befuddled by it. Okay, fine. So what they decide to do is drop the item. They don't even vote on it because of the procedural question whether she was even appointed in the first. So they're just not going to say. Again, against a long backdrop of, you know, bad relationship. Uh, not all the commissioners, but particularly Stephen Barry and Jeff Bergash, uh, who, you know, managed to get Luma May to vote with them a bunch. Okay, so back to Santa Rosa County. So Escambia County punts. Santa Rosa County is going to be a four-to-one vote, but, you know, James Calkins, who's looking out for those poor little Escambia commissioners who can't stand up for themselves, um, says, well, you know, I'm on their behalf. There's been a lot of drama. Okay, what's the other issue here? Now, this is... This is me inferring purely from other things I know. This is not me looking at some email or some text. But uh, I guarantee you, if you ask anybody who knows anything about Santa Rosa County, here's what they will say. Uh, James Calkins hates, 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 hates Dan Schiebler. <laughs> it was the former county administrator who he forced out, who then became the operations director for the medical examiner's office. And that has been an ongoing problem because... Every time James says, well, I object to this with the medical examiner's earlier, I object to that, or I don't want a Taj Mahal, was a quote that he... Well, it's not because the thing itself is problematic. It's because he hates Dan Schiebler, and anything he can do to mess with Dan Schiebler, he will do. So this is just another... Well, I can't support this because of the Escambia County nonsense. Well, <laughs> I read it, me, personal interpretation. Is this just another way for him to be petty about how much he hates Dan Schiebler? And that's it. And... um, Though I cannot speak for them, anybody who's connected to all this 
is right now saying, that's right. <laughs> so, happy days in Santa Rosa County. A little bit of drama, a little uh, opera. There you go. 622 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. How many times has a paid-by-the-hour repairman come to your home to do repair and seems to be working awfully slow? Ah! After all, the longer they work, the more you pay. And when they're finally done, you get the bill. It's dangerous to give a repairman a blank check because your bill could be much larger than expected. That's why Barberry Plumbing uses a flat rate pricing system. You'll know exactly to the penny what you'll pay before the work begins. No questions, no surprises, no high bills. You get Barberry Plumbing's team of radio dispatched uniform professional service technicians. They can handle any plumbing repair or replacement job you need, including insulation and gas piping to your whole house generator. They are fully insured for both residential and commercial work. Call Bar. Barberry Plumbing at 477-8782 or look for Barberry Plumbing in the business white pages. Barberry Plumbing license numbers RF 11067749. Splash Magazine covers the coast like the Gulf of Mexico. Each month, Splash Magazine offers a calendar of events plus tips on where to shop, dine, and play. Learn about the month's special events, live entertainment, and interesting local people. Learn how to catch fish with Captain Dave Yelverton. See what is worth watching on your streaming services. Tom Nolan will tell you the latest. Find out how to dress for the changing Florida weather with Jen Wells. Get the most out of the Emerald Coast by reading Splash Magazine each month. For more information, call Gulf Breeze News at 850-932-8986 or visit gulfbreezenews.com online. Are you a fan of all things Florida? Then the Fresh from Florida Club should be on your menu. Search and save your favorite recipes, create custom menus, and get all your cooking questions answered by me, Florida's culinary ambassador, Chef Justin, for free. It's easy to sign up, and best of all, you'll be supporting Florida's farmers, ranchers, and fishermen. Join today at freshfromflorida.com. A message from the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this station. News Radio 92.3 gets your live programming every day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Rap. This is a rapper. Not bad. Matter of fact, it's the best burger I've had in years. Here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. Somebody texted me in here at uh, 437-1620. So uh, one of these various uh, people uh, up for re-election. And uh, the, um, it, this is actually one of those ones that's fairly easy to keep track of. It's 1, 3, and 5, same year in both counties. So in Santa Rosa County, District 1, Sam Parker, District 3, James Calkins, and District 5, Colton Ryder up for election this year. Again, I don't think James has officially filed to re- run for re-election, but everybody assumes that he will. Uh, in dist- in Escambia County, same thing, 135. So you have Jeff Bergosh, District 1, uh, Lumen May, District 3, and Stephen Barry, District 5, are all up for re-election. Now, they are – there's so much in this job where I feel like – many of you know this, and I hate repeating for you. Other people don't know this, and so I feel like I ought to explain um, in Santa Rosa County, they have what are called at-large elections, which means that you know everybody in the county votes for everybody in the county. 
So you have to live in District 3 to be the District 3 commissioner, but the whole county votes for District 3. Same for 1, same for 5, okay? In Escambia County, you have to live in the district and only the people of that district. It's called single-member voting districts where only the people who live in District 1 vote for District 1 and only people who vote in District 3. That's because in Escambia County, we have this history of a lawsuit that charged that they were using at-large districts to make sure that black people never got anybody elected, and there was a federal court case that decided you got to have single-member voting districts, which I think has now expired, but we still do it anyway. Anyway, so the District 3 is a black Democrat voting district, and it will always elect a black person almost for sure. You know, there's an argument that could be made that maybe somebody else could win that, but I think it's unlikely. Anyway, that's the short version of how things are different in both counties. Uh, Jake's got our traffic on the fives. Jake? Well, we're looking great around our roadways this morning. If you're coming out of Milton through Pace on Highway 90, nothing's slowing you down. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 east and westbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre, no problems there. Highway 29 south is clear from the uh, the cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. And Nine Mile is accident-free, not showing any delays in Car City either. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, you can call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. And I don't know if I said it, but... The 1, 3, and 5 are all up this year, okay? So Bergash is up this year, Barry's up this year, Calkins, Parker, Wright, and May are all up this year. Uh, let's see, uh, if you um thinking about buying or selling a home, obviously, and you're thinking about a stage is where you want to get good information and make a good choice about whether to follow through on a very time-consuming and complicated process of selling or buying a home. Well, that's why you talk to Christina Leavenworth now, before you've made a decision. Now, I mean, if you've had... If you've decided we are buying a house, okay, good, give her a call. But if you haven't decided, this is a great time to pick her brain and find out what she knows and what's the market doing, what's it going to do, what do you think it's going to do, what about in our price range, what about up, down, like all that stuff she knows. Anyway, she sold 175 homes last year. She and her team at Levin Rinky Realty loves talking to people about real estate. She's told me that so many times, and she's just that kind of person. You know, I can get into a conversation with her easy peasy. In a couple of minutes, we'll just talk about all kinds of stuff because she's as friendly, informed, and, again, loves to educate folks. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. David Wayne's in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? Congress is on a two-week recess. Of course, the clock ticking again to uh, fund the government. Lawmakers expected back on Capitol Hill February 28th. That'll be just a couple of days before a March 1st deadline to fund some government agencies. Southern California in for some possible flooding. Large sections of Los Angeles uh, County there under a flood watch. And apparently there's even warnings of potential mudslides. That sounds terrible. And uh, Capital One is set to acquire Discover Financial Services in a massive deal. That acquisition set for over $35 billion. Capital One reportedly planning to keep the Discover brand. Now, they keep saying this is some huge financial deal. But when you talk about, like, financial entities, I'm not convinced that $35 billion is all that big. I mean, that's not even one full Twitter. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a Twitter. That's not a tw- it's, it's like three quarters of a Twitter. And I think about these deals in that context, like Twitter is my baseline chunk. You know what I mean? And so in this case, you're talking about three quarters of a Twitter. So, I mean, Elon Musk could just do this like writing a check. It's still a big deal. <laughs> it's still a large deal. David, thanks so much for the update. 620, 629 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, somebody points out correctly so 
that District 4 in Escambia County is also up for election this year because Robert Bender, the former commissioner, moved over to be the supervisor of elections. That's right. And that'll be up again in two years, too. So we actually have seven county commissioner elections in the two-county area this year. And then next time around, it'll be back to just being, it'll be four. It'll be two and four in both counties. Uh, 6.30 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, well, if you've been listening, you get a bonus here. Chance to win tickets to Pensacon. Tickets to Pensacon. You ready? 437-1620. Be caller number three right now at 437-1620. And you get two single-day tickets to Pensacon at the Bay Center coming up this weekend. Do check that out. Do have a chance to win. Be the fast caller. David Wayne, what do you have coming up, sir? Well, it's the deadline to get registered for the presidential primary. We'll have more of the Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Four days to her home state primary, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley gives a presidential campaign speech at noon today. Her campaign is calling it a state of the race address. Former President Trump is also expected to be in the state today and continues to lead Haley in the polls by a wide margin. Haley's backers are pouring money into states that hold early March nominating contests in a bid to keep her candidacy alive. Ted Lindner, Fox News. Former President Trump tapes a town hall-style event in Greenville this afternoon to air on Fox News Channel at 7 p.m. Eastern. Two big credit card companies are merging. Capital One announced Monday that it is acquiring Discover in an all-stock deal worth $35.3 billion. The transaction is expected to close either late this year or early in 2025, depending on regulatory and shareholder approval. Fox's Kevin Uresky Walmart plans to buy the TV maker Vizio for $2.3 billion. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 631 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. 40 degrees right now. Mostly clear skies. A little bit chilly, but a nice morning here in Pensacola. A hotel on Pensacola Beach has become the first commercial property there to become solar-powered. The Surf and Sand Hotel recently installed more than 330 solar panels on their roof. That offsets uh, roughly half of their annual energy usage. Staying at a hotel that is using potentially 50% renewable energy, clean energy, as opposed to fossil fuel energy, that's a huge gain to your personal footprint. Yes, it did take a big upfront investment, but... As far as the rates directly being impacted, no, because like I said, we're going to see that return on investment and we're going to be able to just absorb that cost into our normal operations. Channel 3 talked with Bethann Edwards. She is the Innisfree Hotels Director of Sustainability and Innisfree says they're planning to expand their solar operations to some of their other properties across the area. Negotiations for a new contract for Santa Rosa County teachers at a standstill. The union declaring an impasse. Speaking with South Santa Rosa News Union President David Godwin says one of their big sticking points is the pool of money. That's set aside for teachers from the state. That equates to about a 1.8% increase. They don't differentiate between the money that's actually coming from the superintendent and the money that's coming from the governor. They just they, they take credit for all of it and try to pass it off as their proposal. During the most recent bargaining session, the district held firm at a 4.1% increase. The union wants an average of a 4.8% increase. Police in Atmore trying to identify a man that they say led them on high-speed chases after allegedly stealing two vehicles over the weekend. This all happened on Saturday night, and police say the suspect stole two different vehicles, led officers on two high-speed chases on Highway 31. Both of those vehicles were recovered in the end. 
The suspect fled from officers after crashing one of those vehicles on James Road, then disappeared into a heavily wooded area. Officers say uh, they also attempted to steal a four-wheeler, a bicycle, and a golf cart before they eventually escaped from the area. You can see a photo of the suspect on the Atmore Police Department Facebook page. Uh, and if you have any information, of course, contact the Atmore Police Department. Number of Republicans uh, apparently still want to see Ron DeSantis in Washington, D.C. Issuesinsights.com releasing a poll yesterday of who GOP voters wanted Donald Trump to choose as his potential running mate. Governor DeSantis at the top of that list with 16% support. Vivek Ramaswamy came in second. Florida Congressman Byron Donalds uh, had 1% and 20% responded that they were not sure. And uh, the Burlington Coat Factory store on North Davis Highway apparently moving to a new location here soon. According to the News Journal, the Burlington store moving into the old Bed Bath & Beyond location at the Cordova Mall sometime this spring. So far, there's no word on when that store will officially be moving, but the Journal is estimating that it's going to happen in the next several months. Burlington purchased the lease at an auction after Bed Bath & Beyond closed their store at the mall last year. It is 635 right now. News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing out there? Not seeing anything on our roadways this morning. No accidents reported by FHP and no slowdowns on our traffic map. Uh, I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly this morning. Gulf Beach Highway not showing any delays. Uh, nothing on Burgess or Olive. We're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on uh, Highway 90 through Pace, I don't see any accidents along your way there. If you do see something slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That phone number is, uh, I just totally blanked. What is just had it. I just had just it. 437-1620 is our number. And I am Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thank you so much, Jake. <laughs> you, know, you ever have that moment where I, All the I, time. I say that phone number maybe a thousand times a week and then just, yeah. Just, Don't feel bad. I forget my own name on half of my newscasts. <laughs> 636, let's get a look at our Channel 3 forecast. A beautiful sunny day today with temperatures warming up near 65 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 47. We will continue to warm up as we go into Wednesday with mostly sunny skies, high near 68. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 56. We could reach the 70s by Thursday with partly cloudy skies, 71 degrees for your high Thursday, 61 for your low. This is Brooke Richardson for the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. 40 in Pensacola, 41 in Gulf Breeze, 33 in Milton. Your next news at 7 and breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Shares of Nintendo fell nearly 6% yesterday after news that its launch of the Switch 2 would be delayed until the early months of 2025, missing the key holiday season. The gaming giant was originally aiming to release the updated console in the second half of 2024. The Switch is nearly seven years old, but sales have held strong thanks to the release of the Super Mario Brothers movie and new video games. Restaurant engagement platform Union says premise sales jumped 16% on Super Bowl Sunday this year compared to any typical day. The top-selling beer for the entire game was Corona, while Anheuser-Busch's Michelob Ultra took the lead during actual game time. Bud Light, the top seller for the 2023 Super Bowl, saw sales plummet by 50%. 
game day Sunday this year, Modelo saw sales surge 66% higher. Futures are slightly lower. That's your money now. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Remember when washing machines were made in America, were solidly built, and actually got your clothes clean? They aren't a thing of the past. They are Speed Queen, and they are available at Top Appliance. Speed Queen washer and dryers combine durability and technology into the best washers and dryers in the world. Speed Queen will change the way you think about washing machines. They're built to last longer and deliver exceptional wash results. Unlike many other washers and dryers with plastic parts, Speed Queen uses commercial-grade steel and porcelain components designed to give you at least 25 years of reliable, trouble-free operation. That's why they come with lifetime warranties, the best warranties in the business. See store for warranty details. Speed Queen washers and dryers are built to work and built to last. If you want durability, innovation, and perfectly done laundry the first time, then you want Speed Queen. See these great Speed Queen washers and dryers for yourself at Top Appliance on Highway 90 in Milton, just east of Stewart Street. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-919-3200. That's 800-919-3200. 800-919-3200. Ready for intelligent and thought-provoking conversation? Tune in to The Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola. Weekdays from 2 till 4 p.m. on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Guy Benson, the brilliant and charismatic host, brings you a fresh perspective on the biggest stories of the day. Guy keeps you engaged and informed. Don't miss out on the intellectual thrill ride. Tune in to The Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola from 2 till 4 p.m. It's the show that'll challenge your thinking and leave you wanting more on News Radio Pensacola. embarrassed the van cook today but uh, but but I think it has to be it has to be said today uh, incredible career you've had mr. cook um, you you could have already left but your county needed to squeeze just a little bit more out of you I used to tell people and I told Brad's wife this Brad and the band are a dream team. 
We were very honored to have that team put together there. They have done more for this county than any of them have in the last 25 years that I know of. Devan was here working for this county before I was born. So you want to talk about a man that has served this county that knows his stuff. Uh, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about you, sir, and that's very good because I work for staff in Tennessee and I've heard a lot of bad things, but this <laughs> staff here has been very good. You've got a great staff and I appreciate working with you. I, I will miss you. Wait for it though. He, he forgot to add that you were in here before he was born too. <laughs> No, sir, I am older than him. <laughs> Mr. Wright. In order, the voices you heard there, Jerry Cooey, you heard Bobby Burkett, you heard uh, James Calkins, and then you heard Ray Eddington, who is, I think, older than Devan Cook, and then you heard Kerry Smith joking about <laughs> how uh, he is old, not older. Uh, joining us now, we have Devan Cook, the aforementioned, the aforepraised uh, Santa Rosa County Administrator, who is retiring, not right away, but, you know, in a couple of months, uh, and uh, Brad Baker will take over for him, we would assume. Devan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. Uh, how'd you enjoy all that praise yesterday? It's your favorite thing in the whole wide world to publicly receive a bunch of praise, isn't it? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, just ready for the meeting to be over. It was very <laughs> nice, but, um, you know, I, I, my staff was teasing me because I was turned so red oh, yeah. when all that was going on, and so, you know, but it was very nice, very nice things were said, and I really appreciated all of it from, from everyone that spoke. I, I kind of like uh, Commissioner Wright's comments, like, well, he's not leaving yet and he's not dying. I mean, <laughs> it's, because it's right. true, you know, you got a little right. ways to go. Uh got a couple months to go. So, okay, the date is April, is that right? Uh, I'll, I'll uh, finish working in April, and I have some leave that I'll take in May, and so, Actually, the end of May will be my last uh, day. But working working days are going to be in April, or you're going to stay on and take the vacation of the days and then come back and finish up, which I didn't understand which one it was. Correct. Okay. Okay. Correct. And then Brad Baker, obviously, you know, very capable, number two. Um, I would expect he's going to be the interim unless they make a real quick decision or something. I mean, is there any reason? That, are they even going to go off for a process, or do they still have to decide this? They still have to decide what they're going to do, but uh, – you know, Brad has just been amazing as our assistant county administrator, and and I can't imagine that there would be any discussion other than just moving him up to that position. But that's a decision the board will have to make. Yeah, no, I, I agreed. Um, and, you know, I know you didn't really give a lot of reason, but do you want to explain why you accelerated your retirement? Because it was going to be December after the election, uh, and you decided to move it up to, uh, well, May in this case. Uh, what was the reason for moving it up? Well, I just uh, decided I was I was ready and and the team was ready and and uh, just felt like it was it was the right time. Uh, no need to hang on till December. Uh, that actually was December was when I started a long long time ago. But uh, decided that that I was ready to to finish up and and start moving on with my retirement and spending time with with Jan and my grandkids and kids. So I was ready. And this is 46 years, is that right? Uh, it, I've been there 45 years, uh, about 45 and a half years okay. when I retire. 
That is uh, that is quite a career, man. That's very impressive. So you saw the example of Randy Jorgensen, and you thought, I want to have six uh, Saturdays and a Sunday as well. Um, any chance you might, you know, slingshot back, or maybe you know, go over to Milton, maybe run Milton? Does that sound like fun to you at all? Any in any chance? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. I'm good. <laughs> It's a good choice. Uh, we haven't gotten any actual county business yet. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, hang on for just a second. We're talking to Devan Cook, Santa Rosa Administrator. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the five. Jake? All right, we're still looking great on our roadways out there. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing. If you're on Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace this morning, no accident slowing you down. And Highway 29 south through Cantonment is clear. If you see anything out there, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. This traffic report brought to you by Fresh from Florida. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help learn what's in season. Browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, back to Devan Cook, San Rose County Administrator. Uh, Blackwater River Floating Dock. This is kind of a sudden and very cool looking project. That's a, a nice park, um, and this is going to be a great addition to that park. Uh, we we really and and it's really an unknown part the Baghdad Mill site. Uh, a it's lot a of huge park. I mean, it's an enormous park. It. Yeah, it is, and it's beautiful. And and I think this floating dock will will add a lot to it, where people can actually you know come up to the park from the river. So so we're really excited to get this project underway. Now, I love that idea of being able to go f- to the water from there and to go from the water to there because it really is. Like you say, it's a kind of an untapped resource. It's the kind of thing you stumble on. You're like, what did I find? <laughs> I mean, this is amazing. Right. Uh, you guys are in the middle of doing these town halls explaining to the citizens and taking their questions and input on the budget, right? I think you're doing one in each district, and you've got two this week? We have. Uh, we had one last night in Navarre. We have one tonight at the uh actually at the boardroom for the uh district two and then we have district one out at pace fire department uh on thursday very good and if anybody wants to come they can participate and you're also getting input from the citizens this isn't just explaining but this is also listening to them right it is and and i will say we've we've not had the turnout we were hoping for um but for those that are listening on our website, we do have a survey that residents can take. We have the information that, that we're presenting available for them to see. Uh, there's actually an email address. If they do have questions, that they can email directly and, and get information back. So we really are hoping that, that the residents will, will participate. We're considering doing a Facebook Live uh, program to talk about all the information that we're giving and and just try to get the citizens input so when in mid-march when we meet with the board uh, about the upcoming budget uh, we'll have a lot of citizen input and and that was the impetus for this program uh, was let's get citizen input on on what the citizens would like to see in regard to how the county moves forward Can, can i say it this way I think it's adorable that you thought people would show up for a budget meeting. <laughs> that's that's so wonderfully naive. <laughs> Look, well, my, it's it's my my job to follow these things, and you can barely get me to watch the county commission budget hearings. Okay, so you know there the, the three people who want to be there will be there, and the you know anyway, it's 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 adorably optimistic. Uh, hey, I do have a question for you. 
Um, Commissioner Mike Kohler in Escambia County had done a town hall recently in which he talked about two issues that would potentially affect the Escambia County revenue stream significantly, one of which is the local option sales tax renewal is going to be on the ballot, the other of which is the bill working its way through Tallahassee that would be on the uh, ballot, it would be a proposition, to add a $25,000 chunk of homestead exemption to homes under $100,000. It wouldn't affect the school board portion, but it would affect the um, the ad valorem taxes for the county commission. Um, first of all, in Santa Rosa, is the half cent going to be on the ballot, or do we not know yet? Uh, we're, we're not sure. That will be a decision the board will have to make in the coming months as to whether or not it will be uh, on the ballot for voters to to decide. So that's one of the uh, things that will be discussed in our budget meeting in March, and um, we'll have to get the wording to the supervisor of elections, I believe, in early April. So okay. uh, that's a decision that's coming up soon. And I'm just m- rough math in my head. That's, what, maybe $15 million a year for Santa Rosa County, the local option sales tax, the half penny? That's correct. And and if it goes on the ballot just for for – uh, everyone's information, this half cent would only be used for transportation and drainage. It would not be used for anything else. That would be the, the reason for putting something like that on the ballot. Okay, and that would be to renew the existing, right? That wouldn't be to add a new one, or would it be to add a new one? It's it's to add a new one. It the would, existing, okay. Um, half cent comes up in 2026 for renewal. It sunsets in December 26. of 26. So if the board decides they, it would be put on the ballot in two years to uh, look at renewing the current one, which a large part of that goes toward infrastructure, transportation, drainage. But then that one also goes uh, toward public safety and parks and rec and some other things. Uh, and, and this uh, second half cent, it's my understanding if it goes on the ballot, I think it will be only for infrastructure got it no that's super helpful that clarifies it for me i had not been sure the other side is that homestead exemption chunk adding about a twenty five thousand dollar valuation exemption for people whose homes are over a hundred thousand dollars in escambia the claim was that if that passed it would be about a five million dollar hit so i'm guessing in santa rosa that's probably more like a three million dollar loss of revenue if that winds up passing is that about right I think that's I think that's about right. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. And obviously, that's something you know you don't have any control over. It shows up on the ballot if the legislature passes it, and then the people would get to vote on it uh, at sixty percent. Uh, well, Devan Cook, I of course echo the comments made in praise of you, and uh, we, but we have more time to hang out before you actually stop running the county. Devan Cook is a Santa Rosa County Administrator, and I certainly have always appreciated the time, the input, and the leadership that you've shown. Uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Andrew. Y'all have a good day. You too. 652 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. For a short month, February sure has a lot going on. The big game, Mardi Gras, Valentine's, and President's Day, to name a few. So, what else can we celebrate? How about a very low interest rate and $500 cash when you finance a 2024 Volkswagen at Piedmore Imports? That's right. Piedmore Imports now offers 1.9% financing for 48 months on all 2024 Tiguan and Taos models, plus $500 customer cash. The 2024 Tiguan S from 29101 and financing for 1.9% at 48 months. The 2024 Taos S from 24991 and 1.9% financing at 48 months. Plus the 2024 Volkswagen Jetta S now from 22481 with available financing of 1.9 at 48 months. 
These deals won't last long, so hurry to Piedmore Imports. They're not in Car City, but at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Special APR rates and bonus cash from qualifying credit. CCI must take retail delivery by March 4th, 2024. See for details. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like CMEX Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. The Florida Department of Health in Escambia County works to protect, promote, and improve the health of everyone in your community. Listen in today at 1030 to the Pensacola Expert Panel when Director Marie Mott will give a public health update. That's today at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. National average for gallon of gas, 327. Florida's 333. Mississippi is 285. And California is 465. If you're in Navarre this morning, 304 east of the Walmart, 299 west of the Walmart. Tiger Point, 297 at the Fort of the Garcon Point Bridge, 314 improper. 306 at the Raceway in Milton, 305 at the Murphy across the street from the Walmart in Pea Ridge, and 305 if you wait till the uh, Raceway second station in Pace. If you're getting over on in Pensacola, a nine mile, the Walmart is 297. Same at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. And then 303 at a couple of stations, uh, like on, is that Pace? I think that's on Pace. And then also the Navy Boulevard Murphy Station. 655 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, Jake has got traffic on the fives. Jake? Yeah, we're looking great on our roadways right now. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. If you're in uh, Gulf Breeze or Navarre this morning on Highway 98, I don't see any accidents reported by FHP. Not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. Gulf Beach Highway not showing any delays. Highway 90 is clear if you're coming out of Milton through Pace this morning. Lillian, Jackson, Navy, and New Warrington all accident-free on the west side. And Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic. Uh, if you see anything out there slowing you down, just please let us know. 437-1620 is our traffic tip line. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The Biden administration is set to announce about $6 billion for clean water infrastructure today. That money coming from the bipartisan infrastructure law. It'll be administered by the EPA to help provide clean drinking water to homes and businesses. EPA Administrator Michael Regan and Vice President Kamala Harris will be in Pittsburgh today to talk about that plan. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley giving a speech on the state of the presidential race in Greenville, South Carolina today. 
That speech coming just days before uh, she goes head-to-head with former President Trump in uh, that state's GOP primary. And NFL teams will have a few decisions to make. The franchise tag window opening at 3 o'clock Central today. Teams are allowed to tag a player scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent, which would allow them to play under a one-year contract next season. All right, very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. 6.57 here on News Radio 92.3. So I saw this... Um, piece that I thought was very interesting. It was all about the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. Remember the, you know, tried it once, couldn't get there, tried it a second time, got there that time barely by one vote. And the argument goes like this, that impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas is unconstitutional, written by Ken Buck in the National Review. And because impeachment is for high crimes and misdemeanors, not failed policy, no matter how reckless or unpopular the policy is. Treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors is what the Constitution says. Maladministration, incompetence, and blatant disregard for the American people's wishes, not on the list. (laughs) And so impeaching Mayorkas because he runs the department poorly, that's the executive's decision is whether he runs it well or poorly. You know, not, you know, disobeying the law. Is it a crime? Is it a misdemeanor? Is it treason, bribery? Right, that's what he's getting And he's saying, like, they have other options they could have pursued. They could have, you know, cut funding. The power of the purse is well within Congress's purview. And that kind of oversight was what they had in mind when they put the checks and balances, including the power of the purse. But, you know, they didn't give, for example, the power to Congress to remove somebody from office so easily for no reason, right? It's for these particular reasons. So he writes, Ken Buck writes, baseless impeachments that fall far short of the Constitution's requirements undermine the rule of law which is the very accusation Republicans have correctly leveled at the president and Secretary Mayorkas. Desperate times, even when our southern border is in chaos, call for strict adherence to the Constitution. If Senate Republicans reject this unconstitutional standard for impeachment, they would show the American people what being the party committed to the rule of law really looks like, meaning it's only when it's convenient. It's an interesting argument. i got to be honest with you. I find it fairly compelling. All right, a quick future news. Will we have the second runoff in Florida for partisan primaries? Yes. God, I want this so badly, but I think the answer is going to be no. Um, <laughs> just, you know, that's what I think. Will they get a TRO for demolishing Malcolm Young? Yes. yes. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.